0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. The World Health Organisation has declared today that the double whammy of Delta and Omicron has resulted in a tsunami of COVID-19 cases across the world. Speaking from Geneva, the WHO boss Tedros Ghebreyesus begged world leaders and pharmaceutical companies to tackle the issue of vaccine inequity.
1: I call on leaders of rich countries and manufacturers to learn the lessons of alpha, beta, gamma, delta and now Omicron and work together to reach the 70% vaccination coverage. This is the time to rise above short-term nationalism and protect populations and economies against future variants by ending global vaccine inequity. I want governments, industry and civil society to work with us on a campaign that targets 70% vaccine coverage in every country by the start of July.
0: Well, here in Ireland, it's expected that the Health Protection and Surveillance Centre will publish figures on the incidence rate of COVID-19 shortly this evening and we'll bring you those uh, when we have them. They're expected to show a record number of infections, more than double the spike in January of this year, all across Europe the Omicron variant is contributing to never-before-seen infection numbers. And the new German Health Minister Karl Lauterbach this afternoon estimated that the incidence rate in his country is twice or three times what official figures show. So could the situation be the same here in Ireland and what effect could this have on the provision of healthcare and other services? Well, Dr Dennis McCauley is a Donegal-based GP and Chair of the Irish Medical Organisation's GP Committee. He joins me now. Good evening to you, Dr McCauley. Thanks very much for Joining us, will you tell me about the situation where you are on the ground in Stranorlar and the surrounding area first?
1: I think it's the same as everybody who's uh, reporting from uh, from general practice. The the Om- the Omicron virus is sort of running, r- sort of rife throughout the throughout the um, community. There's so many people positive. Um, I think. As is as been stressed so much um, today, the the if you have symptoms or if your if your antigen test is positive and you and you have no symptoms or if you're a close co- um, um, contact, the, the important thing is to act, not to act to get a, a PCR test. That the, the important thing is to act and actually just stay at home and and go into self isolation. I think there is almost too much news about the actual p the actual p PCR test. I think I can envisage situations where quite a. significant Significant bulk of the population actually get COVID, confirm it either through symptoms or their antigen test, and come out the other end without actually having a PCR test. So I think that the um, the important issue is that it is rife. Um, if you get respiratory symptoms, to um, you had just almost assume that it is COVID, and to that it is the actual uh, the Omicron variant, and to isolate. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So and that may be the case for lots of people who can't get a, a PCR test right across the country today. But I mean, will they do that? Will people take it seriously enough to just to take this action themselves uh, without confirmation of that positive test?
1: Well, I think I think that if they have symptoms and particularly if their antigen test is, is um, positive, really, this is what I think the people are probably putting too much. The the, the starting line is is having symptoms. The starting line is having a positive antigen test. The the starting Mm -hmm. line is knowing, being in close contact with somebody who's had COVID. Um, It isn't to wait for your antigen test. I think there is a tendency to, to, when you have symptoms, not to do anything until the actual PCR is actually positive. No, I think we have to try, particularly in this next week, when once again, there's a shortened week and we have a bank holiday over the weekend. We have to realize that you know, the, attaining a PCR test will not be straight straightforward. As I said, there are four days testing trying to be to be fitted in 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 into the last two days because nobody really wanted an uh, a PCR test on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. So the system is having to cope with not only an, right. an increased number but a backlog of two of two days. So, the p please do try and get a PCR test by by actually going online. General practice is, is open. We're open for um, we're open for urgent cases. We're open for people with COVID symptoms that are significant that we're trying to help them with. We're open also soon for boosters again. But I would appeal to people not just to be ringing the GP who are with reasonable when they, when they don't have that that significant sim, sim, symptoms to try and get a PCR test. That isn't a good use of that unit time for that GP that day because they have to deal with other more. Mm-hmm. Important important things, people who are sick.
0: Um, We heard uh, the World Health Organisation there saying, you know, some people are talking about this as being milder but not to undermine how dangerous it might be. From what you're seeing, we have figures uh, being reported that are far higher in the same period uh, now as they were in the same period last year and we know the crisis that led to in January and February of this year. So what do you see in terms of the numbers and how they translate into illness or hospitalisation, Dennis? I think I think the news. It's a sort of a,
1: it is an odd sort of um, situation. The news is there's just so many people with uh, with um, the Omicron infection. There are th- thankfully the vast bulk of them are presenting with upper respiratory symptoms, even with the absence of of cough. But there's a sub a subgroup that are getting sick. There's a subgroup in in general practice we're having to send into hospital, and because there's more people getting sick, you know, much more people getting sick, there will be. And more people going into hospital, even though it, it is in in a from a population base, perhaps not as uh, there's a thousand people who are sick. There there are less people who are sending into hospital with regards okay. to Delta, but there are several thousand people who are sick, whereas the last time there was only a thousand. So we are sending more people into. We will be sending more people into hospital. I think the important thing is that. I think the, from the point of view, we don't want um, uh, anything like um, January last year and we have to just be cautious about that. I think that January last year was so, so scary from a healthcare point, point of view that we have to be very cautious over the next week particularly. I, I would advise everybody, if they can, to socialise as little as possible. Right. If they have symptoms or if they're a close contact or if their antigen test is positive, to isolate. And also, in your last piece, when you commented on the, the World Health Organisation, I think it is important to get to get a booster because the booster will actually protect you getting um, serious illness in this in, in this, but it will also probably protect you if there's if there's a further variant and it's like Delta, the next this this booster will help will help to actually protect you like that. So I think we're always thinking of five days ahead. We perhaps have to think five five months ahead. So that that is where a booster is so important. So if you're if you haven't had COVID within the last three months, to seriously consider getting back. Vaccinated and if you have been vaccinated previously, actually of actually getting a booster.
0: Given the figures that we are talking about and expecting uh, in the coming days and weeks, um, they will inevitably impact on health provision, including GP practices like your own. So do, you, do we need to see changes to the derogations in place for frontline workers here and what they have to do?
1: Yeah, I, I think that 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 will evolve and I think it needs to be evo- evolving there's a number of, of things that will probably evolve over the next you know short time and, and the, it, I I'm always aware that the that NPHET and the HSE and the actual um, department are, are regularly meeting about these sort of things but I think yes the actual der- the, the the first pinch point will always be he- health healthcare workers who are close contacts having to go off and I think using uh, the evolving der- derogation of that is a good idea because remember the numbers of health of healthcare personnel on the ground are very low are very sort of sparse anyway because of the that we're having difficulties even before mm-hmm. the Covid crisis so any loss of a healthcare worker from a general practice or from a ward will actually be felt very very will will
0: okay. will be felt greatly. And Dr Macaulay can I ask you sorry to cut across you but can I oh, yeah, ask a, no you see we're seeing across the world uh, changing attitudes to uh, uh, well changing rules uh, to isolation times for people who get COVID or are close contacts like in America uh, the, the recommended isolation period for non-symptomatic cases down to just five days what's your take on that Jude? I think inevitably that will change here as well I, I, I
1: I'm 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 not involved in this at all, but I think it, it is just inevitable for for civil society to continue. I think the um, we're talking about der- the derogation for healthcare workers that will have to extend to other members of important you know employees of civil society. I think as well the self isolation period will have to be looked at as well. Once again, from the point of view of what is the most effective time to stay away, and and we may have to shorten that to keep civil society going. I think the final thing, and to get back to the. First- first point i was making testing is not uh, will probably if we if this if this um, virus becomes endemic, the testing may not actually take 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 place, and that's why it is so important that we just visualise symptoms, stay at home, and then the and stay at home for the prescribed time. That okay. prescribed time is presently ten days, but indeed that may be shortened to the UK seven days, or indeed to the American five days. But we stick stick with the plan that is presently there, which is if you have symptoms. Self-isolate for 10 days. Um, try okay. and get a PCR test if it's possible. But if you can't and you're mm-hmm. and you have a positive uh, antigen test, just just go through the the Thank same you. the same process.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Dennis McCauley, Donegal-based GP there and chair of the Irish Medical Organisation's GP committee.